Hey there, thanks for joining me on this edition of Build Your Tribe. If you're a new entrepreneur, someone who's been in business for five years, 10 years, if you are someone who's still struggling to really enjoy your business, enjoy success as you would define it, this is your episode. Welcome to Build Your Tribe with your host, Shalene Johnson. So what is it? What is that one question that the truly successful business owners ask themselves every day? Well, we're going to get to that answer in just a minute. Well, I'm always transparent with you, but I think it's also important to kind of maybe if you're a new listener, what it's like in the beginning and what it was like for me. You've heard me say many times that I am not a fan of the hustle. And recently I had someone ask me, well, yeah, you're not a fan of the hustle now because you hustled to get where you are and now you're here. And so, yeah, that's real easy for you to say you're not a fan of the hustle. But don't you think you are where you are because of the hustle? Great question. And I love it when people challenge me on this kind of thing. I think that's what we should do, right? When someone says something, we should think through it and say, well, wait, does that even make sense? And does that work for me? Does that apply to me? And I love that question because the answer to it is, (laughs) I almost said you're wrong, which isn't a very nice thing to say when someone asks you a question. But the answer to it is actually, no, that's not true. I could have been at this stage in my life much, much, much sooner, but I didn't know about this one very important question. Or maybe I did know about it, I just wasn't willing to accept it or to believe that it was possible for me or I just didn't understand. And here's what I mean by that. When Brett and I first started our business together, and of course, as you probably know, I've had several businesses before the business Brett and I started together, putting myself through college, small businesses, lots of business pursuits, I should say, during the time that we were engaged before we were married. When we first got married, I was working as a paralegal in a law firm, and I was doing that almost full-time. I was able to talk the partners in the firm into allowing me to work like 30 hours a week because what I was doing on the side was teaching fitness classes in the evening and then also doing my own personal training. So I would train people before work and after work, go to the law firm, sit in a cubicle, read depositions, and at the same time, studying to take the LSAT again, intending to start law school the next year. Well, it wasn't too long before I realized like, wow, I mean, I can make a lot of money working for myself doing this whole personal training thing. And what if instead of just seeing one person at a time, I could persuade them, convince them, passionately encourage them to get a small group of their friends together so I could charge less for each one of them individually, but make more in the hour of my time that I was spending with them. I mean, I was a businesswoman, so I recognized early on that I was exchanging my time for money and I needed to make more money for my time. And the best way to do that was by training larger groups of women. At the same time, I was also teaching fitness classes and eventually I just realized, gosh, I would only have to work about 20 hours or so a week, maybe even less, to be making way more than what I would after my second or even third year out of law school at this firm. And do I really even love this? Or do I actually, uh, do I hate going to work every day? I love the people, but I just, oh, it was so, it just wasn't what I thought it was going to be. It wasn't exciting. It wasn't creative. It didn't make my heart pound. I didn't feel filled with passion and purpose the way I did when I was helping people to improve their lives. And so I made that jump and I went full-time into fitness. In doing so, for most fitness professionals, especially then, you know, there weren't a lot of network marketing opportunities. There were a few, and I was, you know, I thought about them. But for the most part, 
in fitness, it is an exchange of time for money. So I had to teach a couple of classes a day and take on as many clients as I possibly could. And eventually I was offered a position with 24-hour fitness in their management department. So eventually I was doing all of that. And on top of it, I started managing, I think at one point, up to 25 clubs, their group fitness programs at 24-hour fitness. And by the way, side note, I taught for 24-hour fitness for over 20 years. Crazy. Great company. As a manager and also a group exercise instructor, I found that my very best instructors were the ones who had these classes. They had spent a lot of time planning, like the music was right, the choreography was right. They had killer personalities, like all of these things really matter. Here's what I say makes a great workout. Killer music, an instructor with a great personality, and a great workout. Now, you can have two out of those three, and you'll probably do well. If you've got three out of three, you're going to crush it. If you have one out of three, eh, people figure it out eventually and they move on to the next person. Well, what I realized is I had these really top-notch instructors, but they were killing themselves to create these amazing classes. They were really good at what they did. They knew how to match the music and the choreography and they had great personalities. And most of them were doing it for fun. They had full-time careers in some other industry and what they did to teach was just out of pure passion. Teaching fitness classes at that time, we're talking early 2000s, didn't pay much. I don't think it pays much still today in terms of like, you know, paying off your mortgage. Okay, let's say you're a top-notch instructor and you make $50 a class or $75 a class. How many classes can you teach in a day? And at that time, instructors were being paid as little as $15. So you can imagine these instructors, top-notch, spending two to three hours preparing for a one-hour class preparing for it. And that doesn't even include the time that they would spend driving to the club, teaching the class, talking to participants afterwards, cleaning up, driving back home. You know, it's like a five-hour ordeal if you really cared about your craft. And I was losing these amazing instructors. Like they would say, I just can't make it. It doesn't make sense. I can't make it work. I'm having to spend too much time and I'm not willing to teach a class that's less than what I think it needs to be. That was a problem. It was a problem for myself too, as I've explained. I had a lot on my plate at that time and I wanted to teach that top-notch class. I know music. I know how to put music to choreography in such a way that it gives people an experience. I would work on my voice and the cues and all of these things took so much time. There was a real problem there, a problem that I set out to solve, a problem that I was solving for myself and for my peers. And that was to create a pre-choreographed workout that would basically do all of that for you. I would give them almost a paint-by-number system where the music had been tested and produced and added sound effects and the choreography was perfectly timed with the music and all they had to do was insert that third element, which was themselves, their personality. Can't really package that. You either have that or you're working on it or not. You can't buy that. But what I was able to do was take the effort, take the extra hours out of creating those programs, that perfect class for them. And it was an incredibly successful business. So much so that eventually Brett quit his full-time job and we started running full-time our business, Powder Blue Productions, which created pre-designed, pre-choreographed workouts for fitness instructors. And eventually we expanded into certifications teaching or certifying individuals who wanted to be instructors on how to teach this format. And then eventually apparel. And ultimately, we moved from apparel certifications to many different pre-choreographed programs, including Turbo Kick, Hip Hop Hustle, Payo, All-Star Instructor Training. 
and then eventually motivational camps. All of this was a lot of work. Talk about hustle. Dude, that's the definition of hustle. We're not even going to talk about the fact that somewhere in this mix, we had two children and eventually an infomercial deal, which was just a lot more hustle, 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 hustle. Really, it was worse than just hustle. I think it's worse than just hustle. I just know for me, for us, for Brett and I, hustle was not a happy place. I feel like some people I watch in social media, and you know, who knows? Because what people put out in social media half the time is bogus, and it's just, I don't know, it's a facade kind of, I think. But I see people in social media who it seems like they like the hustle. I feel like it gives them a false sense of importance, maybe. But for us, we did not, even for a minute, like the hustle. We weren't proud of the fact that we couldn't rest. I will say that in moments of desperation, in moments of feeling sorry for myself because of how hard it was, how exhausting and stressful it was, there were times when I would kind of bolster my own ego by like saying, well, this is just my work ethic. Like people don't have my work ethic. They don't even know how hard, you know, you have to work. But I think now reflecting, I said those things to myself and to other people because I just wanted to feel better about the fact that I felt bad. And now you have that question. So would you be where you are today, Shalene, if you hadn't hustled first? I just do not think I had to hustle to be where I'm at today. I can tell you that we were successful while we were hustling, successful by other people's definition, but we were never going to be successful by our definition while at the same time in the hustle. How do you get ahead, right? How do you make a difference? How do you start making money in your business if you don't want to hustle? And now sometimes it probably seems like I'm giving the word hustle a negative connotation. So can we all just agree that, you know, there are times when you need to hustle. Of course, a certain amount of hustle is good. Can we just, for a moment, for the sake of this podcast, recognize or accept that when I'm saying hustle, I mean grinding to the point of complete fatigue, grinding to the point where the things that matter, you don't have time for, like connecting with your friends, like actually being able to relax and watch a movie and enjoy a vacation. That is what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about work ethic. I'm talking about just ridiculousness. (laughs) Isn't that a show? I'm talking about working so hard, it just doesn't even make sense. I just think back on it sometimes now and realize how much happier we could have been, how much sooner we could have been in the place where we are now. If I had learned to ask this one very important question, the one question that successful business people need to ask themselves, are you ready for this? I hope so, because I'm going to give you even more than what you were expecting. You were expecting that one question. Well, I've got one better for you. I'm going to give you two killer questions. Please commit these to memory. Repeat them throughout the day today. Write them down on a post-it note. Whatever you're doing, pay attention. Sit up straight. Pull your shoulders back. Do I have your full attention? Take a deep breath in. Question number one. What one thing should I be doing right now that no one else can do? Question number two. Who can do all these other things for me? Those are the two questions you have to ask. Because 90% of what most business people fill their day with, which is slash the hustle, the grind, are things that they shouldn't be doing because somebody else can do it. They just, we just, we lie to ourselves. We say, well, you know, if I were making more money, I could hire someone to do that. No, 
You're not going to make more money until you have that leap of faith to hire someone to do that thing. And my friends, I've done plenty of podcasts. In fact, I'm going to link to them in our blog post on this topic, the one question. But I've done plenty of podcasts specifically on how you can find qualified people to do the things that you're doing for as little as 3 to $5 an hour. Yeah. But the one thing you can't and should not pay someone else to do is to be you, is to have the direction for the content that you're creating, is to lay out the plan, is to be in front of the camera, is to make the phone call, to be in the meeting. No one else can do those things. Everything else, someone else should be doing. And you need to ask yourself that question repeatedly throughout the day. Who can I find to do this for me? Create a team. Don't hire consultants. Well, in most cases, you know, I speak sometimes in generalities. And you'll hear this in my previous podcast, which we'll link to in my blog post. You'll hear me say that it's a time saver. It's one of the systems that we teach is to have a team member, a permanent team member, as opposed to repeatedly going back to the same websites, which are now filled with scammers, trying to find someone to do a one-off project, having to train them, going back and forth, and then pay. It's just a pain in the butt. It takes so much time. It used to be kind of a better solution than you doing it yourself, but now there's even a better solution than that, and that is bringing on somebody to do those things for you. Three to five dollars an hour. For most of the things that you keep yourself busy with, creating these really cool Canva and PicMonkey posts and editing a podcast or scheduling your calendar, going through your inbox, creating massive amounts of content from the things that you've previously done. So it's in your words, like all of those things take so much time and it's how we move our business forward. But if you're doing it yourself, all you do is get caught up in the hustle. And then the one thing that only you can do, like that no one else can do but you, which is be you, then you're not even good at that because you're stressed out, overwhelmed, underrested, underappreciated, unhappy human being who's just stuck in the grind. You've got to stop that cycle today if you want to go to the next level. I'm not saying you won't be successful. Because maybe you've defined success in a way that's different from me. Probably you have. But if just even a smidgen of your definition of success means that you've got freedom, the freedom to actually sit and rest, the freedom to daydream. Do you know what I did today? This is a perfect example. So today I woke up and I wasn't feeling that well. Just a little, like my body felt a little off. So I decided to use that as my off day, my rest day from exercise. I woke up a little bit later. I went to the place where I always make my to-do list, which is laying across the corner edge of my sink. So I am triggered every day to make my to-do list. I started making my to-do list. And then I put a robe on, got a cup of coffee, went back into my bedroom, and leisurely had my cup of coffee sitting comfortably on my bed in my robe for two hours. Doing what? Well, to somebody who might be looking in on the scene, it would probably look like I was doing nothing. But what I was doing is giving myself permission to daydream, to brainstorm, to think about things. I had a notepad next to me with just a bunch of different ideas that we've been bouncing around and some things that I've been wanting to do in the future. And 
I've got a lot of information, a lot of thoughts racing through my head. And if we don't give ourselves permission to daydream, to think about these things, to process them, what happens is we just bounce from one thing to the next, from one thing to the next. And it's only because I have restructured my life by asking that one question, who can I find to do this for me, that I had the freedom and honestly, the luxury to be able to stay in my robe and daydream for two hours this morning. God, I can't even tell you how much more clear my brain felt, how much better I felt because I'm in a place now in my life. It's not even in my life. I'm in a place now with understanding the right way and the wrong way to do things. It's not that I've reached a season or an age or a certain amount of experience. It's just that I've wised up and realized that I can't do everything, nor should I do everything myself. And once I accepted that and really embraced it, you just keep doing more and more and more of it. And when you do, the rewards become so plentiful. Your health, your clarity, and bottom line is your bottom line. We really started making money in our businesses once we figured out we had to have someone do things other than me. And by the way, you know, it really wasn't even that Brett was like, hey, we've got to cut corners, Shalene. Why don't you do this? And why don't you do that? And why don't you do that too? It wasn't that at all. Everyone, including Brett, was constantly trying to say, well, why don't we have somebody else do that? Or is there someone we could hire to do this or that? And in my own mind, I just felt like I had to do it. No one else would do it like me. No one thought the way I thought. No one wrote the way I wrote. I didn't have the time to train someone. We didn't have the money to train anyone. We didn't have the money to pay anyone. It's like an investment, right? Like an angel investor goes to these companies that are just getting off the ground and they're not making any money yet. But why do billionaires invest millions of dollars in a company that yet isn't making any money? Belief. Belief in the potential. And it takes that belief, that leap of faith, to be successful. And that's what it requires in your business too. You have to trust me on this. You have to know that by taking that leap of faith to just bring on that first person, and they don't even have to be full-time, just a part-time, semi-permanent person who you don't have to train every week, but you can slowly begin giving them things that are going to save you days, hours, weeks, months, thousands and thousands of dollars, creating systems where you have the freedom to actually sit back and think through your next steps. Daydream about your big goals, your dreams. Reverse engineer your next 90 days. It's nearly impossible to do that when everything else rests on your shoulders. And the question that we have to get in the habit every day of asking ourselves is, who can I find to do all these other things for me? All the other things that someone else can learn or can be trained or can be coached or can be mentored to do. Remember, the only thing that you can't outsource is being you. And you've got to spend every waking moment in your business trying to figure out how you can get more free time to do that and to be your best when you're doing that. It's one of the reasons why I exercise every morning and I do it very leisurely. By that, I mean, I don't have a schedule I need to be on because I feel my best when I don't have a schedule. So if I can hit my gym at seven and get a lift in maybe from seven until eight and then 
I don't have to rush right into doing my cardio. Like maybe I can, I don't know, goof around, go on Snapchat, make a few Instagram videos, check out other people's social media, go outside. Like I don't have to do anything. I don't like feeling rushed. I don't like feeling the way I feel when I'm on someone else's tight schedule. I like to give myself the space to daydream, to think, to process my own thoughts. I like to use that time to listen to a podcast. All I know is I've got the freedom to space out my morning, my day in any way I need to, to be my best. Now, if there's too much freedom in there, well, then I'm usually not my best. I need structure, but I need it to be my structure. The structure that allows me to just, wow, feel like I'm totally in control, that I've got a plan. I am in the perfect situation and condition for me to perform at my highest level. And the only way I can do that is by having an amazing team around me who can do all the things I used to do, all the things I once believed no one will ever be able to do this the way I do it. Nobody. And here we are, however many years later, actually every month I'm able to figure out how to find somebody to do something that I've recently taken on, which leads me to a very important topic. Some of you have already adopted this mindset of bringing people on and having people help you, but you might be listening today because you needed a refresher. I want you to take a look at some of the new tasks things that you've added to your to-do list daily that have found their way onto your daily tasks or weekly activities. And quite frankly, you should remove them by finding someone else who can do it for you. We get excited. We learn new things. And that's how it should be. I want you to learn how to do certain things in your business initially so you know who you need to hire and how they need to do it and how they need to be trained. But don't forget that about every 90 days, you should take a look at what you're spending your time on each and every day and ask yourself, okay, what new things have I added that need to be outsourced, delegated, removed? The more you remove, the bigger your business will be. Did you hear what I just said? Did you hear what I just said? The more responsibilities you remove from yourself, the bigger your business will be. But you got to let go of that controlism. You're right that no one's going to be able to do it like you. You're 100% right, but at least it'll get done. You're right that no one can do it exactly as you would. You're right that you're going to have to train them and that's going to take time. All of that is true. But if you truly, truly believe that it's possible for you to have the life that you deserve, you have to take this leap of faith. You have to take a good look in the mirror and ask yourself, why am I trying to continue to do this? Why am I being such a control freak? Why am I being so harsh on people who are trying to learn this thing? Like, let them learn it. Do a better job of training them. Don't throw the baby away with the bathwater simply because the first time you go to train someone, they don't get it exactly right. A perfect example of this is one of my virtual assistants. We were creating a Google Sheets, that's what they call it. And she was calculating calories for a diet program that I'm putting together. And You know, I thought, okay, I can do this myself. I'd kind of like to, but I'm not going to. I'm going to teach Giselle how to do this. And so I taught Giselle how to do it and it came back and there were some errors. And that temptation of mine was like, oh man, by the time I explained to her how to correct this, find better information, et cetera, I could probably do the whole thing myself, but I'm not going to do that. So we just kind of went back and forth. By the time the project was over, what I could have gotten done in maybe two or three hours It took me uh, maybe seven hours to explain to her. 
but I'll never have to do it again. If I hadn't taken the time to just stick with it and keep working with her and figure out where we had a communication breakdown and just do a better job of teaching, if I hadn't done that, if I just said, oh, forget it, I'll do it myself, I would still be doing it today and on the next project and the next project. Be patient. Be patient and have faith because that one question is what's holding you back from truly experiencing smart success, happiness. A smart life the way you intend it to be, with freedom, with room to breathe. I hope this has been helpful to you. And by the way, thank you so much to all of you who have recently provided a review for me on iTunes. I love you. I swear, I go in and I read them every day. In fact, I went on Snapchat today and I was joking about the fact that I think there's almost 2,000 reviews for The Shaleen Show and 32 of them are one stars. You know, so it's funny how your brain is like, whoa what are these 32 people? What what did I do wrong? Your brain wants to do that, but I do not look at those negative reviews because I do not have space in my brain. I do not have room on my hard drive for such negativity. So thank you to each and every one of you who are going to leave a review or who have left a review on Build Your Tribe because you are the reason why I do this. You're amazing. I love you guys. It's my job. It's my goal to be brief, to be bright, and to always make this fun, and then to just be done. We're done. Thanks for listening, guys. I really appreciate you. Seriously, you have no idea. Love ya. This episode is sponsored by Virtual Business Academy. It's everything you need to set up a workflow system, hire and train a virtual assistant, and start outsourcing hours of tasks in a matter of days. And for Independence Day, we're running a crazy, ridiculous special. Virtual Business Academy is $200 off now through July 4th at midnight. Whether you're a seasoned business owner, you have a physical business, you're a network marketer, or you're just getting started with a new online business that isn't making money yet, this is how you can create a significant growth in less time on a budget. With Virtual Business Academy, you'll set up systems, increase productivity, hire and train a virtual assistant, and watch your business grow faster than you ever dreamed possible. This is how you build a business that allows you to take time off to do what you love with people you love and more importantly, to breathe. Hurry because this crazy deal is only available for a limited time. Go virtual. Save time and money while growing your business faster than ever. Join Virtual Business Academy today.